Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Bopcorn. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been, I think, when do you think we recorded the Christmas special? November? Oh, we, we recorded it in December, I think, but like, or maybe late November. I think we recorded it in no, before Thanksgiving because I was like, this is the last one. I'm editing it during Thanksgiving and then I'm done. Right. Because I was so busy with work and so it's been almost a year since we've recorded jesus christ wow which is wild and it is covid we are in the middle of a global pandemic many of you are probably like many of you as if like more than 10 people listen to this are like how is this happening why is this happening will and i both have been covid tested we are both negative in terms of the episodes you know we've been thinking a lot i've been thinking a lot i think both of us have about what we want to do moving forward with the podcast. And I think we both just want it to be a little bit less structured and a little more free flowing. That's what I've been thinking. Yeah. Entirely what I've been thinking too. And I think like in these times, I know like Will and I have had many conversations about just how our music listening habits have changed and our relationship with music has changed and what we listen to and how we listen to it. And all of those things are just very different now. Like, for example, I told Will yesterday, I know it's going to be shocking to everybody, and I promise that this is true. I promise I'm not lying. I hadn't listened to Work From Home by Fifth Harmony for, like, over a month. And I'm still upset. I'm still shook. I'm I'm, I'm disappointed in myself. I'm disappointed in you. Will literally was like, I'm sorry I haven't been there for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you texted me. Sorry for this clinking. I already know that it's going to be audible. I, we don't care. And that's the other new part about COVID is like we're recording. What the fuck? We no microphone. We, I know we promise that we have a whole microphone set, which we do. And I've <laughs> learned how to use it. Thank you to our one sponsored Liz Hunt. Yes. Thank you so much, Liz, for our amazing new microphones. I did learn how to use them. They do work. Unfortunately, due to COVID we were never able to really use them after we learned how to use them. And that happened in March. And and now I've kind of forgotten. And also like half of the recording equipment is in my apartment that I forgot to bring here to Will's apartment. We're figuring it out. And here's the thing about COVID that I want to say to our audience. We're all fucking doing our best. We're really just fucking trying. And like, don't don't compare yourself to others. Don't be like, I should have done this. I could have done more. Like, we're all just out here trying to fucking get through this. And that's why, like, I, rem- you know, before you came here, and I didn't even say this, I was, like, stressing about, like, I don't remember how to use the mics. I need to get the mics out. I need to figure this out. And then I just remembered, like, you know what? I have enough stress. I have enough work. I was going to say, kind of on a related note, is, like, when we turned on the recording, I just, like, felt so at peace and so excited and so just, like, happy to just, like... Just do this. Do this I again. Know. It was I'm really like... so much... Like, Bobcorn has been such a really fun part of the past year for me. Me too. And I'm, I'm so excited. We're holding hands now. We're having our Oprah moment. Um... I'm so excited that we're doing this together again. It just feels right. It feels right. And I'm just like, you know, the point of this was to be something fun and natural and just like 
not something to stress about and not something overly structured back to what I said before. So, you know, we haven't planned anything for this. We just wanted to, we were getting together. We knew we were going to be able to hang out and we were just like, let's record a COVID special. Let's just do it. Let's just talk. And like, we didn't set, we didn't plan anything else. So everything else you're going to hear is just off the cuff, off the cuff. So like, where do you want to begin? Because we're not doing anything structured, because we're not, like, giving you a full playlist and talking about pop culture news. Because, like, pop culture news is that Black people are still being murdered by the police in this country. And, like, institutional racism is a thing. That's pop culture news right now, right? Like, like, voter suppression. Voter suppression, disenfranchisement, all of these different things are just, like, very much impacting us. It's it's, it's hard for me to want to sit here and be like... Did you hear what happened with X pop star? But no. hopefully this is a break for anybody who listens to this. We w- we want you as our girls, our gender neutral girls, um, to be here at the slumber party with us. So, yeah. So welcome to the slumber party. Q slumber party by Brittany. We got some candles hanging, hanging from the ceiling. Oh, we use our bodies to make our own. Um, I was gonna ask just to bring up any, like, music at all. And, like, I do feel like, weirdly, this is something that we haven't asked each other. Because we, as you all probably know, we text about music constantly. That was how this podcast was birthed in the first place. Yeah. Um, what are the songs and albums because I mean normally we talk about what we're what we've been listening to because it's only been two weeks or a month since we last recorded it's been almost a year since we last recorded so what are the songs and albums that like have really stuck out to you as like oh this has really like what has gotten you through this year not just like your favorites but what has been like what has been the rock what has been the rock for you of like I needed this this year it's a really good question. I feel like mine answers to that are going to have such recency bias. Oh, that's fair. But, well, let's start with not recency bias. Because I sure. know that this is going to be one for both of us. Um, Rare. N- no, close. Um, I don't think we've ever actually been able to talk about this on Popcorn. Because I think that this was, like, right around when we kind of stopped recording, which is react will you need to stop picking up your water bottle and putting it down on the table have you learned nothing don't trigger me (laughs) if i say jump you just say how high i think you might love me to death the way you do me boy you're too nice but React, React by the Pussycat Dolls has been a song that continue, will never fail to make me smile, will never fail to get me moving, Has and, and like as silly as it is, like that pop song has been instrumental. I think like upbeat pop, like pop anthems like that have always been things that I've turned to. Um, for joy. Yeah. For joy. During the beginning of COVID, 
I exclusively listen to Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Like, exclusively listen to Britney Spears. I did a full, and I'm still, I need to finish it, but I have an Excel document that's, like, very beautifully organized and very color-coded. I was doing a full ranking of every single Britney Spears song that's ever been released. Oh my god, that's right. God, I forgot. I forgot about that because it feels like so long ago. Right, and I got like half, well, I started doing it around, ironically, because, you know, on Mother's Day, I just really was thinking about the strongest, most influential woman in my life, and I thought of Britney, but um, yes. that was kind of like my Mother's Day. I, I did it around Mother's Day, and I never finished, but that was when I did it, and I, for the first, like, three months of COVID, pretty much exclusively listened to Britney. So to answer your question... Is Britney. It's Britney, bitch. I feel like mine has been all over the place. Like... I think since then, mine has too, yeah. I have... Always been someone who... Listened to primarily... Upbeat music, pop music, and it's... It's interesting, a lot of the times go back to, like, you know, most of my music taste is a beat pop, and React has been big for me. Mm-hmm. I was just telling Justin that it's probably, you know, I'm 99% sure it's going to be my number one song of the year. Whenever I go to the gym, another thing I was, I've, I've been talking about a lot with various people is that, like, fitness and these sort of, like, I don't want to say mindless because fitness is so mindful, but, like, Anything that gets me out of my head and into my body has been so important right now Mm -hmm. because I, you know, all we have is, all we, we're living in our heads right now. And something that, I've I've been on this fitness journey, I've been working out more than I ever have, and it's been so important for my mental health to do so. And something that happens every time, you know, I, I go to these outdoor workouts that my gym is doing, they're with masks and social distance and everybody gets their own equipment and it, it's really great that I, and I love, I'm so grateful that this is happening. Um, but it always starts with like, they explain the workout and then we all take like a lap around the block as our warm up. And without fail, every day that I go to this workout class, the music in my head as we start to take the lap is react. Like we start to run and my mind goes, Or that time that you and that hot guy at your gym pulled up to the gym at the same time, both listening to React. Yes, my husband. Your husband. I hope you're listening. (laughs) I I do too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He's not. Don't don't say that. You don't don't know what he's listening to. He could be listening. He's going to call me right after I post this. Right after. So excited to hear from you. Um... No, but uh, even though I don't necessarily listen to it before I go, like, it still is that energy. And, like, it's okay to have these, like, these, like, just fun, silly pump-up jams. Like, we all need whatever we can fucking get. And, like, I have had, on, on the reverse end of the spectrum, you know, one of the first things that came to mind for me is, like, what's getting me through this time is an artist in an album, and I don't think we've ever talked about this. This is a podcast exclusive. An artist that really got me through my breakup. And... Have we not talked about 
Not secret. That's not who I'm oh. talking about. This is something we've never. I like how about. you knew exactly what where I'm. I knew that's what you meant. I have mentioned secret on the pod. I was going to say we definitely talk about secret. No, someone who got me through my first fight with my ex, my first big fight with him, which was on my Shout birthday. Shout out to my ex. Shout out to my ex. My first big fight with my ex, which was on my birthday, a year before we actually broke up. The I, we were at a wedding in Long Beach. And we had this fight, not even a fight, but we had this discussion that made it clear to me that, like, we had serious problems. And he was like, you should go home. We don't, we shouldn't spend the night together. Like, we both have a lot to think about. I went home. I took an Uber because he drove me down to Long Beach. So I took this Uber from Long Beach back to Echo Park. You know, it took about an hour. I had this long Uber ride. And somehow, this is such, like, the universe... Somehow, my Uber driver was, like, the chillest, like, girl who just, like, I, I think it was raining, even. Like, it was so the mood of like being sad. Such a, it was, such it was raining. Moment. It was definitely raining. <clears throat> she had this, like, it was dark. And she was really into blues. And she she was shuffling on her iPod, Robert Johnson, the blues artist. I don't know if you know. I like, I this recognize is, the name. It, but I, I mean, it's an obscure reference. He is someone who um, created music and was alive in the 30s, like many black artists of that time, died before he was recognized or could have made money from his music or was acknowledged as a musical genius and someone who defined the genre. And I said, hello, Satan. I believe it's time to go. Me and the devil was walking side by side. Um, and it just so spoke to me in that time. It was this weird mix of like, it wasn't just sad music. It wasn't like, I'm sad and I'm singing about being sad. It was this sort of somber acceptance of like the situation and this sort of like almost optimism in in a very dark reality. Mm -hmm. And... It just so, I was so struck by it at the time. And I was like literally crying in her back seat. And thank God she just had the like wherewithal to be like, I'm not going to ask what is happening with this guy. I'm picking him up from Long Beach. It's 3 a.m. I'm driving him back to Echo Park. Like who knows what the fuck is happening. But like I'm playing Robert Johnson and like it's the vibe. And she was right. It was totally the vibe. And it was the mood. I go back to it every now and then and again because it just like, it struck me in a way that like music never has and you know i'm not a i'm not a blues listener or bluegrass or country or jazz or 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 anything any popular genre from this era but just like for some reason like this person really just spoke to me and um i i found myself going back to it during this time during you know times when i felt overwhelmed by 
uh, I remember that like the biggest weekend of George, the George Floyd protests, I listened to it again Mm -hmm. because I just, I was sitting in bed and I was like, I can't sleep. I can't watch TV. I'm sad. I'm upset. And I just went back to it. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's no coincidence that it was this like disenfranchised black artist who was creating this music that it, you know, it's no coincidence that that fit so perfectly for the time that we were in. Yeah. I am trying to think back during, you know, when George Floyd was murdered, when Breonna Taylor, Breonna Taylor was murdered, Elijah McLean, Tony McDade. I don't think I listened to music. And it's not that I was processing emotions that I've never felt, because let me make it very clear that, like, I am, I am very aware of, uh, of the, of the realities of anti-Black racism in the United States, the histories of settler colonialism and violence against Indigenous and Black people. I was beyond consolable. I was, and, and normally I turn to music as a way to ground myself, and I turn to music, whether it's Britney Spears, whether it's a pop song or whether it's anything else, as a way to ground myself and as a way to, um, to, 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 to find normalcy or to find um, calm. Mm. I think of um, Gemini Feed, the song by Banks. That is, if I'm having a panic attack, that, that is the number one, that is the first thing I will listen to because there's something about that beat at the beginning of the song that immediately grounds me and immediately calms me. And That's immediately, so interesting. It is, it is such a, I don't know if we've ever talked about that. I think it's like, I've never heard that. It is such a, the, the first thing I do when I'm having, a, if I have a panic attack, I will play Gemini Feed by Banks and I will have some weed. And that is like, what? I do to kind of process because though like it grounds me in such a specific way and I didn't like it's not like I tried to listen to the song and it didn't work in this moment and I didn't know what was happening but it's more like there was nothing that could ground me in that moment there was nothing that could make that could bring me to a sense of normalcy because I, but not because I realized that normalcy was a way of hiding from kind of what was happening in the country and, and, and racism, but like normalcy I realized or f- striving to find normalcy was a way of trying to escape what was happening. There's, there's a level of like, I recognize that this is happening. There's a, a level of I'm outraged that this is happening. And then there's a level of like, not even introspection, but just like normalcy can't ever happen again in the way that I think my privileged white self allowed normalcy to happen for so long bef- before 2020. Well, and I think that the discomfort that we all felt during that time is because all of COVID has been this mood of like, I can't wait to go back to normal. I want to go back to normal. I think the discomfort came from, we all realized that like back to normal, normal was not good for so many people. Normal was not okay. I think that when we think back to kind of like music in this time, I think what's been so interesting is seeing the type of music that has been released during quarantine. I think of how I'm feeling 
by Charlie. I yeah. think of Folklore by Taylor. Mm-hmm. I've been really thinking about, like, what is quarantine music? What is COVID music? Because I think that is a new genre that is emerging or yeah. a subgenre of pop or of other types of music. Like, I think Folklore and How I'm Feeling are, like, two of the bigger examples of, like, mm-hmm. albums that were written and produced entirely during COVID. We don't know how long Taylor was, quote-unquote, recording and writing Folklore. And No, we don't. At the same time, for somebody who's starting to suddenly make politics part of her identity, part of her identity, it's very, what has always not sat well with me about folklore and what has been very hard for me in listening to that type of an album is that this is supposed to represent the ideological mind space of quarantine and of music what folklore is is it's mostly an album of fiction it's an album of taylor creating stories that are not about her life sequence smile black lipstick sensual politics when you are young they assume you know nothing but i knew you dancing in your as a form of escapism, but like very pointedly ignoring the sociopolitical climate of what's happening in the world. And I don't it, know that that is, I, I see what you're saying and I agree. And of course I, I'm not defending folklore or Taylor about anything, but I, I agree, but I, I don't know that that, there was any intent or lack of intent or thought behind like, oh, this album needs to represent. I don't. I think I think it would be ingenuine of her to try to embed that in her music. I mean, I think it would be, it would be cloying and kind of. So I guess my my response to that is then like, why did she decide to try to very consciously make it a part of her identity on her last album? Was it genuine then? Well, but I think the the and it wasn't about racism then. It was about LGBTQ issues. It was about yes. I I think that those issues. I mean, I guess the queer, like gay marriage song of it all aside. There's um, uh, the other one. Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince was the one that everybody thought was like some political like commentary on the Trump administration. But that is, like, I think Taylor is comfortable making statements about things that are, that do affect her and those of her identity. Exactly. Which is women. And, you know, she was very... White White women. She was very comfortable... Cis white women. Mm -hmm. She was very comfortable with the, the man. Yeah. You know, that song made a very obvious political statement about you know gender inequity and how the media would be treating her differently if she were a man and those are valid statements but yes very rooted in her privileged identity so Um, i guess where i'm at is like if that is becoming a part of your identity if that is a part of what you are actively taking on as a part of your identity like it's not like taylor just like kind of quietly released a couple songs about politics or quite like 
Yeah, no, she's got, she's done a full 180 about not saying anything about politics to being extremely politically active. But now when it matters most, it's folklore. It's literally folklore. It's literally a story of make-believe that is supposed to exist in this vacuum. She has the privilege of being able to choose to make political statements. Exactly. Thank you. That's what And I'm then go to say. back to her sort of shtick, whereas many artists, many people don't get to choose when they are or are not going to be political because their identities in and of themselves are political statements. Right. And there have been so many incredible songs that came out during COVID. I think of her. Her came out with a song called I Can't Breathe. of Beyonce, Black Parade, mm-hmm. such an incredible I love. song, and there are so many incredible Black artists that are coming out with powerful music about race and races, and have always been coming out with powerful songs about race and racism, but what was successful. Was it Black Parade or was it Taylor's make-believe about folklore? Well, and I, you know, earlier you brought up the idea of escapism in music. And, and this is something that I was wanting to talk about from the start of this, this episode is that I think on one end of the spectrum, I've been craving this like unusual for me because I love I love pop music mm-hmm. and I love to use music as something that's fun and and in a way emotionally empty. Just something, you know, an escape. And so on one hand, I've been craving something real. I've been craving this like Robert Johnson listening experience of like something that's so rooted in real emotion. And But on the other hand, I think a lot of the music that has come out and that has been successful and that we've been drawn to, and we sort of started talking about this with React, is music that is the opposite of that. Music that is an escape. Music that represents normalcy. And, and um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about the popularity and the, like, memeness of the show on Netflix, Emily in Paris. I don't know if you've seen all the memes I, about this. I haven't, no. It's this show on Netflix, if, if the listeners haven't seen it or heard of it. It's this, it's by, it's uh, created by Darren Starr, who created Sex and the City. It's an ultimate, like, um, fun popcorn watch TV show about an American girl who, like, has to move to Paris because of her job. And, of course, she has this, like, magical adventure. And every episode, there's a new hot French guy who, like, comes into her life. And it's like, it's garbage television, but like in the world of COVID, it's so amazing to watch this girl just like live an adventurous life Mm -hmm. and like move to Paris, meet people, go to restaurants, go to bars, go to clubs. And do things that we can't do. Do things that we don't get to do. And like in a normal world, I don't know that this show would have been such a conversation piece, but it's, it's been such a, um, 
topic, such a such a trend on social to be talking about the show, positive or negative, because everybody's watching it. And I think, you know, music has shown the same trends of like, you know, this year we got the Dua Lipa album. Yeah. We got Chromatica. We got What's Your Pleasure? We got all these like great pop albums about fun, togetherness, sex. Or just like normally, what other pop albums would like? Yeah, I think a normal like we were, year of pop releases. We were talking about Lil Kiwi by Kiara earlier, and like that yes. that album lyrically deals with just like life. Yeah, in a very quote unquote what 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 would have felt like last year normal way. I was going, what a, my connection between bringing up Emily in Paris and folklore is that there is an inherent attraction in people to this sort of like folklore is such a fantasy and, but not just a fantasy, it is a reflection. And it's a reflection of where we are and where a lot of people want to be right now. But on a different level, we were going through this reflection of our own lives and our relationships and you know, all night, you and I have been talking about relationships from college, relationships from our past and how those have affected us and how we feel about them now and, and what we think about what they meant to us and what they meant to us now and what they meant to us then. And people want that. People want this sort of, like, connection to the world that they remember. And I do think... I mean, I don't know that I've been thinking about high school that much, but I do think we're all thinking about different periods of time in our life more wistfully than we ever have because any time in our life seems incredible comparable to what this year has been like. Um, So I have a question for you unrelated to this, just to kind of, one, just to like... Move on. Move on and put a nail in the the Taylor Swift conversation, Um, but also like... The kind of opposite question. And I'm curious, like, are there any music releases or things like that that you're really looking forward to? That's interesting. You know, I don't know. I mean, when we were recording Bopcorn regularly, I really made an effort to keep track of these things. And I feel like in COVID, you know, I, I do what I can. I get through the day. I work. I I have my things that that are my solace, like fitness and and home improvement and my little projects around my apartment and, and whatever. But, and, and one of those things has not been music, I have to say, but, um, I've been falling back into it recently, which is kind of why I asked the question. I go on and off of it. I do feel that more than ever, I feel bored by my music. I feel constantly like, like I remember when we were really in our groove with popcorn, I felt like, 
I have more new music that I love than I even know what to do with. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't even listen to it all enough to really get to know all these songs that I'm discovering. And now I feel like every month, you know, I make a new playlist every month. I think like a lot of people do on Spotify, just like, oh, here are all my October songs. Here are all my November songs. I feel like every month in COVID, every week even, it's like, okay, I'm sick of all my music. I don't know what to listen to. You've said that to me a lot. I've, I've been feeling that a lot. And like, it's because a lot of my methods of discovering music were out in the world that I can't experience anymore. Um, so I don't know. In terms of music releases, I mean, we heard about the Ariana album. I'm interested to see it. I don't know that I'm like holding my breath for it. It's funny because I've heard like, like, you know, like there have been leaks of like, not full songs, but like little tiny snippets and she's put things out and I'm excited because I love Ariana. And in particular, I loved Thank You Next as an album and as a song. I think Thank You Next is Ariana Grande's magnum opus. I don't think she will write or release a better song than Thank You Next. Um, I agree. Because I think it so perfectly encapsulates who she is, her story, her narrative. It's such a powerful moment for her. It's her song. It's her song, and it's such a, In like... In a way that... no, That really we had never really seen from her, but, like, from a lot of artists. Was it you I was talking about Rare in the same way? Yes, mm-hmm. Oh, it was, it was Connor. Because he was saying his favorite song by her is Look At Her Now. That's a good one, too. Which I is a great one. one. And there's so many great songs from the album Rare. Um, I used the comparison of Thank You Next. I was like, Rare is Selena's Thank You Next. Mm-hmm. It is not only one of her best songs, but is the song that encapsulates her entire narrative of her celebrity into one piece of music that positively represents everything that she is trying to be. It feels like you don't care. Why don't you recognize I'm so rare? I agree, and I think Like, in the way that Thank You Next, like... In, a, in, a, in the future, someone's taking a pop music history class and there is like a little snippet about Ariana Grande, that will be the song. Yeah. Because it represents what she represented in mus- in the music industry and, and how much, and especially like the celebrity gossip industry about yeah. her life. When I, think of so- when I think of albums that I'm like excited for, I think of Confetti by Little Mix. Like, oh, I, I figured you had something in mind when you asked me, and I was like, what is he even thinking of? Like, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, I'm so excited for this damn Little Mix album. Like, those Fair. four girls have been going the fuck off for years. Like, I will never forget. I was excited. I mean, early on in quarantine, I was, like, excited about Chromatica, of course. But then, like, have you listened? Genuinely. Have have you listened to Chromatica? Within a month of the release. Within a... Exactly what I was going to say. Within a month of the release, have you listened to Chromatica? The staying power songs from Chromatica, for me, have 
then Babylon, which was my instant favorite, mm -hmm. is still my favorite. Ancient city style, we can party like it's BC. With the I think it's every, I think it is the best song. I don't know that it's everyone's favorite, but you know I'm a Madonna queen, and it's Vogue. It is recreated. So I love, which, you know, and I'm acknowledging that Vogue is other black queer artists' music recreated. Mm -hmm. But, um... I still listen to Rain On Me. Rain On Me, yeah. I go back to... Since the video came out, I've gone back to 911. Yes, Because agreed. I do think that's one of her best videos in years. Definitely the best... No, video. Th not one of. That is her... That is the best video she's put out in years. Definitely the best video of this era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, feel, it felt like telephone era. It did. Videography. And just like... It was a full story. It was something, not that I'm going to say it was so deep because like, I think people give her a lot of credit for how deep her videos are. They're not that deep, but they're clever. Mm -hmm. And I think 911 is so clever in the execution. I have texted the word chromatica as a euphemism for me getting high more than I have actually <laughs> listened to chromatica since it has been released. I feel like chromatica, yeah, I feel like. And I've you can leave that in. <laughs> I feel like I've texted more memes about Chromatica and made more jokes about, like, flying to Chromatica or whatever than I have listened to the album Chromatica. Right, and I think, like, there are just certain things that are, like, exciting and certain things that are... And, like, what has been exciting for me have been the four fucking songs that Little Mix have released. <laughs> That's so interesting. <laughs> You know, what's a song, I think this is going back to, like, the Emily in Paris of, like, how we're feeling, of just, like, craving, I don't know, it's, it's, whatever. The song is called Modern Anxiety by Yosef Salvat. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Who had the, I was really into his song, Into the Afternoon. No. In the Afternoon. Whatever. Yeah. Great voice, love his voice, love his style. Very kind of like, I'm trying to think of the right word. It's not atmospheric, but it's kind of like, it's instrumental in like a very full way. Mm -hmm. And it's not just like happy, fun pop music, but it's very like, makes you smile pop music in a way. Um, almost like the, the most cheerful version of Sufjan Stevens. <laughs> In a way, you I was gonna saying? say no. I like literally every time I think of Yosef Salvat, I think of Sufjan Stevens. So, and there is a little bit of that connection there, I think. But that's so his, his the the title track of the album Modern Anxiety. It's a song like it's been one recently. It's been like one of my like go to songs that I love that I love listening to and that like is a quarantine feel for some reason, even though the content of the song is about modern life as a young person in terms of like society and going out mm -hmm. and going out to bars and, and living in, in the world and seeing people and just like 
how to interface with the world, which is something that we're not doing. So it, it, it's, it's this combination of like, it's a song about anxiety, it's a song about stress, it's a song about kind of like accepting these like elements of life that you can't control. But, but, and so in that sense, it's relatable, but then in another sense, it is a song about things that are like, feel like escapism at this point. Like it's a song about going out to the club at night and feeling, and feeling, feeling yourself. And then the next morning being like insecure Mm -hmm. about what you've done or what you said or how you acted. Like it's something that like we don't relate to anymore, but it feels um, attractive in its familiarity. Last night I was handsome, drunk and young. Today I don't know who I'm trying to be. Last night I was easy, free and fun. Today I got that heavy back in me. I think there. I think another thing for me in 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 really in the past couple of weeks is that there have been a few songs by some friends of the pod and just like favorites of 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 the two of us that have just encapsulated this sense of like. I think a lot of people are very fixated on this on escapism through nostalgia right now. Yeah. Like, I bought a Game Boy Color, right? Like, there mm-hmm. are a lot of people that are just very, like, into this nostalgic element. And I think of, like... I've been watching, car- like, exclusively animated shows just because they feel comforting. And... Oh, you were starting to say... You were starting to say cartoons. I thought you were starting to say Cardcaptor Sakura. <laughs> and I was going to be like, how have we not talked about this? Because I have also been watching a lot of Cardcaptor Sakura. I knew Sakura. that. I have not been watching Cardcaptor Sakura. But well, we'll get should. to that. It's incredible. Um, but, um, I think specifically when I think of Bobcorn, I think of one artist that Will and I have a very close attachment to from, like, early days of our, like, shared love for music is Cher Lloyd. Oh my god, yes. And, like, her new song is a bop. I know it's not necessarily, like, your, like, standout, and it's not mine either, standout track of 2020. But one drink away is a banger. Listening to us for me has been less about how good the independent song is and more about like listening to this artist that meant so much to me and I have so many positive associations of the song Want You Back by Cher Lloyd from college. Same. When you and I had so much fun that one day when you were like you I forget where you were going you were like I'm doing this like what what's my album and I was like and for some reason it just came up on my Spotify or I don't know why I saw it but I was like Sorry I'm Late by Cher Lloyd and you were like oh my god you're right and like there's just you know, is that an incredible pop album? Yes, it is. And please put in MFPOTY, a clip from that yes. fucking anthem here that no one has ever yes. heard. Because yes. it is an incredible pop album. I'm not going to let you say it's not. Okay, it is an incredible pop album, but my point is... 
like the reason we brought it up again was just like oh my god like this has like we're we're lacking these sources of joy and we are like because we're lacking them we are feeding off of old sources of joy shows and movies and 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 even when you see like I think of um like like artist visuals are like really relying on nostalgia right now. So like yes. you I think you probably know what I'm about to say. Like the like the song Now by Olivia I O'Brien. That, I knew that's what you were doing. Like say. the entire music video is a nineties, mid two like early two thousands throwback and it's well, like and it's all a sample of the Akon. It's all a sample of the Akon song, but then the video in particular, the visual she is impersonating Britney in her like she's impersonating Britney in her paparazzi beating with the green umbrella outfit. She's she 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 wears a Gwen Stefani outfit. She does the whole like Lizzie McGuire the and the I sense it's become or uh Hillary Duff um doing the um I I'm Hillary Duff from Lizzie McGuire and you're watching Disney Channel. Like she does a whole play yeah. on that. And you've seen so much of that lately, like with the nineteen ninety nine video that mm-hmm. Charlie did where she recreates waterfalls and baby one more time and and titanic yes like that trend of like oh my music video is going to be recreating iconic moments from the past like that's been such a trend even before covid but i think it's really Because we're all just like, what else do we have? But I've been having a lot of moments like that recently. Like, I'm just kind of, like, looking through the playlist that I've made. Um, I find it um, very disappointing, Will, (laughs) that we have not talked about maybe one of the most important releases of 2020 for Bopcorn. The Ava Max album! The Ava Max album. I was waiting for you to get there. I was like, what's he going to say? No. The Max album slaps. She is an underrated queen. We are both certified avatars. Is that what their names are? Maxinistas. That's we're what... calling them Maxinistas. Officially, they're called avatars, but it's no, fine. no, no. Ava Max fans are Maxinistas um, in my eyes, and I am a proud Maxinista, both in the TJ Max sense and in the Ava Max sense. Because that album fucking went off. It did. Well, this has been a, a, a fun little stream of consciousness. Yeah. Um. One thing that we haven't discussed, mm-hmm. uh, and, and maybe a good way to end is, I think, what encapsulates a lot of what we've been talking about, which is an obsession with nostalgia, personal growth, and mm-hmm. development, new music releases, is mm-hmm. Paris Hilton. Oh my God. And we were going to watch the documentary tonight and we got so caught up catching up that we didn't watch it. But we did listen to her new song. It's a bop. It's a bop. It's a confusing banger. That's (laughs) the brand that I'm giving it. Confusing banger. Um, But we stand. I mean, like, you know, she's the highest paid DJ in the world. Yep. Which, like, get your coin, bitch. Get your coin. Um, She's living. 
She is slitting. We're very excited to watch. Maybe we'll watch it tomorrow. That's hot. That's hot. Um, and on, on that note, um, here's the best pop song ever written. Stars are blind. <laughs> no, the best pop song ever written is Toxic by Britney Spears. But um, thank you all for joining us. This has been um, a weird episode of Popcorn, but like, what's not weird in 2020? And no, exactly. And I honestly liked this. I mean, this has, I think, like, like, strangely, like, this will probably require the least amount of editing. Right. I mean, I think, like, you know, not to get too, like, galaxy brain about, like, podcasting and podcasts, but, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I think what the, the core value that people like about podcasts is it feels like talking. It feels like people. It feels like a conversation happening. When you listen to a podcast, you feel like you're talking to someone. And on that note, we hope that you had fun joining us in our little slumber party. We're going to continue having our slumber party. Um, but thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience. Um, for the five of you that listen to our podcast, I, that number has gone down. I think I said 10 before. Um, <laughs> so the five, the t- five to 10 of you that listen to our podcast, thank you so much for your patience. We love you. And, um, we're excited to bring you more. Um, until then we love you and we hope you are staying safe and staying sane and sending love to all of the, all of you all of all of your loved ones and have a good night bye Excuse me. um i uh, also already triggered seeing the <laughs> the, the, the like justin's <laughs> voice bars and like my voice bars which are down here um See, look, I literally just said, um, and the thing spiked. I'm just going to put it over here. Jesus Christ, I hate this. That's a little too far. Uh, no, it's not a little too far. God. It's correct. Um, I just need to speak at a consistent volume. Um, another one. I'm getting we... sleepy slash hungry. So... <laughs> Sleepy slash hungry. Well, you have leftovers of the dinner I cooked you. That's true. I just meant like I'm ready to. We've also been recording for longer than I intended to be recording. Yeah. It's only me, cool, cause I'm just wanting you to react.